0: This summer, the Hochul administration backed a national public health campaign urging the adoption of the HPV vaccine at age nine, contending that getting the immunization earlier in life can reduce future cancer risk. For more on this recommendation, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Dr. Heather Dacus, Director of the Bureau of Cancer Prevention and Control at the State Health Department. Welcome to the show, Dr. Dacus.
1: Hi, thank you, David. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, for starters, what exactly is the human papillomavirus? For example, how is it transmitted, and what can it do to infected individuals?
1: Great question. So HPV stands for human papillomavirus. And human papillomavirus, or HPV, is a very common virus. It's it's actually the most common sexually transmitted infection in the United States. It's so common that about 8 out of 10 people will get an HPV infection at some point in their lives. The good news is that the immune system does a very good job at fighting the HPV infection and and getting rid of it. But since it is such a common infection, even with that high level of clearance, uh, there's still many people who cannot clear the HPV infection on their own. HPV is known to cause things like genital warts and things that can be treated by a clinician. But um, what what some people really don't know is that the human papillomavirus, if the body does not get rid of it, can cause six types of cancer later in life when someone becomes an adult. So that's the brief news on HPV.
0: And you mentioned the potential emergence of something like warts if someone does have HPV will they necessarily know about it because of some sort of presenting sign or is it possible that it it could see that it could essentially be dormant or or not present in a meaningful way
1: Well because there's so many different strains of of HPV so you know we've learned so much about viruses over the recent years and different strains of viruses. And and HPV is is just like that. It has many different strains. Some of the strains of HPV can cause genital warts. Other strains can cause cancer. So, you know, you you don't really know which strain you might have. And if your body hasn't fought off the infection, you may not know. And so, yes, sometimes you might get something like genital warts, but most commonly People are getting an HPV infection and do not know that it goes unrecognized. It lives in your body, most of the time gets fought off by the immune system, but a lot of times it it might not, and in there lies the problem.
0: Well, fortunately, we have a vaccine for HPV. Can you explain how long the HPV vaccine has been around for and how it's commonly utilized today? For example, who or when do people get it as well?
1: Yeah, so the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration approved the HPV vaccine back in the mid-2000s and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices recommended the HPV vaccine starting in 2006. So this is a vaccine that has been around for quite some time. It has had a lot of research. It's had a lot of post-vaccine safety monitoring done and it's got a great track record of being a very safe and very effective vaccine. So it's recommended that children start the vaccine at age nine and everyone through age 26 should get the HPV vaccine if they have not received it already. The vaccine is is given in a series of two or three shots and that depends on the age when you started the vaccine So if you're a child starting at age nine and you get the HPV vaccine, you you only need two doses of the vaccine. If you're older, 15 to 26, that's when uh, you need the three doses of the vaccine. The vaccine is actually also um, considered for adults ages 27 through 45 who haven't been fully vaccinated. That recommendation is one where we tell individuals to speak with their healthcare providers to see if, if getting the HPV vaccine at that older adult age is, is needed for them.
0: And what do we know right now about vaccination rates in New York for HPV? For example, does it seem like younger people are getting the vaccine? Is there seem to be an age when New Yorkers are, are more commonly getting the HPV vaccine now?
1: That's a great question. And as you highlighted at the top, I have uh, dedicated my public health career to cancer prevention and control. So it's always been a bit surprising to me that, that this vaccine's uptake has been lower than you would expect for something that can prevent cancer. In New York State, we look at data lots of different ways. And for children age 13, the completion rate for those two doses of HPV is only at 40%. So there's 60% of children age 13 who are not fully vaccinated against human papillomavirus.
0: And have those percentages remained pretty consistent since the authorization of the vaccine? Or have you seen changes in those trends over the years?
1: The trend has hovered around this high 30s, 40% mark for for a number of years now, which is really disappointing to say the least. There are vaccines also recommended for adolescents, the meningococcal vaccine and the Tdap vaccine, which is the tetanus diphtheria and pertussis vaccine. Those vaccines have completion rates closer to 80%. Um, compared to the HPV vaccine, which is down at 40% for this age group.
0: Well, this summer, the department announced it was backing the national effort to begin administering doses of the HPV vaccine at age nine. How was that decision reached internally?
1: So, you know, very well, I know for sure that the Department of Health were really in the business of promoting the public's health. And our state health commissioner, Dr. McDonald, he's a pediatrician. Um, We know pediatricians and many other practitioners know the benefits of vaccination. And so, you know, getting the HPV vaccine, more and more evidence that this is the best protection against preventable cancers caused by HPV vaccine. And again, there are six different kinds of cancers that this vaccine prevents. Um, Looking at all the the data over the years, um, we know that the vaccine is safe to be administered to children nine and older the cdc has long stated that the hpv vaccine can start at age 9 with the growing evidence that the vaccine produces a stronger immune response in preteens and young teens compared to being older when you receive the vaccine that was really a telltale sign for the department of health to to say let's let's get this vaccine started at age 9 And and that just joins a whole host of organizations around the country and inside New York State who see the benefit of starting at nine, getting these completion rates up by age 13 and increasing that level of immunity that now has so much evidence behind it for helping to prevent these cancers later in life.
0: We mentioned Health Commissioner McDonald, who comes to us from Rhode Island, where they have a mandate for the HPV vaccine. So did that experience that he had in Rhode Island help shape New York? Did he provide any additional insights from what they saw and the benefits from our neighbors in Rhode Island?
1: I think that definitely had some some play here. And again, just the overall fact that uh, as a pediatrician, he knows well what the the benefits of vaccination are. Um, And then, you know, a host of of us healthcare providers across the Department of Health and, and all of our really hardworking public health colleagues, you know, it really just made a lot of sense that we make this strong endorsement for HPV vaccination starting at age nine.
0: So now that you've made this endorsement, what does the department or the HOCHL administration more broadly do to ensure that younger people are actually getting the HPV vaccine?
1: So partnering with our, our different organizations around the state and working with them and others to message to healthcare care providers the, the importance and the value of starting the vaccine series at age nine. You know, it was really a, a big uh, call to action. Uh, this summer, a week or so ago, the department uh, worked with the local Albany School of Public Health and did a public health live on this topic around the HPV vaccine. So that was an excellent way to get the message out, um, working with local health departments who have themselves, many already endorsed the Start at Nine message. So it's really a community wide, uh, healthcare system-wide effort to strengthen the message and help people understand what the benefits are. And really, the, the tie to cancer prevention cannot be stated too frequently. I think that is, that is the take home here. This vaccine is about preventing six different types of cancers later in life. And we all know that that cancer can be a very devastating thing to people and their families. And so um, something that can help prevent that kind of suffering later in life is, is critical.
0: Because, as you mentioned, HPV is sexually transmitted, what sort of pushback, if any, do you get or expect to get from parents who are concerned that the vaccine will promote sexual promiscuity? And what, if anything, does scientific literature tell us about the effects of the vaccine and sexual activity?
1: I, I think there's less concern about that than there was at one time, but there's lots of, of information out there that we could um, you know, be, be talking more about and just making sure people are aware. So, so yeah, that's a question that's been studied many, many times. And in every case, uh, the, the studies have shown that adolescents who get the HPV vaccine are no more likely to have sex or engage in high-risk behaviors than adolescents who do not get the vaccine.
0: Well, finally, as you mentioned, and you can see on the state prevention agenda dashboard, about 40% of eligible children get the vaccine by age 13 currently. With this push and the emphasis on getting it by age nine, what is your short-term and long-term expectations for engagement with the HPV vaccine? For example, are you eyeballing, say, 50% of age 13 by 2024, or 60%? What are your long and short-term goals?
1: You know, we always like to be bold, so to say, if, if we can. And personally, I know we have a, within the, the next five to 10 years, I would I would love to see these vaccine rates get up to 80%. Um, in line with the other adolescent vaccine level rates that are out there, but you know you always have to be realistic and sort of shoot for small gains at first. So you know I'm hoping that we see this long time trend of 40% just start to elevate and and get these rates up. And and I am hopeful that that will happen. I think this is the way to do it: start the vaccine at age nine message more and more that this is about cancer prevention, um, that this is a very safe and effective vaccine with more than 15 years of being monitored for um, any type of of adverse events, and it does provide long-lasting protection.
0: Well, we've been speaking with Dr. Heather Dacus. She's the director of the Bureau of Cancer Prevention and Control at the State Health Department. Dr. Dacus, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, David. I appreciate you having me on today.
0: And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.